Hey, welcome. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I was telling you about uh, Dr. Robert Malone. I talked to him yesterday. He uh, helped to develop and has patents on the mRNA uh, vaccines. And he is not a fan. And he says that it can uh, invade uh, in in, uh, cancer cells and turn into DNA. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to go into all the details. But... um, one of the things that apparently has happened is that that spike protein can, they allege, uh, cause uh, blood clots, if you will, fibrous material. And there's a movie out about that, and I watched uh, a good deal of that movie. And he told me yesterday, yes, that's true. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, but there is this sudden surge of sudden deaths. Uh, just uh, every time I, I go through my news feeds... I see one or two of these sudden deaths. Um, it, 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 it's disturbing because I'm thinking, well, maybe we're just all watching the news. Maybe we're looking for this, and that's why we're finding it. Uh, kind of a, a bias uh, right from the get-go. Uh, but he poured through um, obituaries in Canada where people mentioned died suddenly. He looked at 2020, 2021, and uh, finally 2022. And someone bothered to uh, crawl the website and looked at the number of cases. uh, And he has a a table uh, that he has uh, printed on this web page. There's no died suddenly epidemic in 2020. The problem only emerges in late 2021. And now it seemingly gets really awful in the last few months of 2022. Whatever is causing the problem would seem to be getting worse. So is it just Canada? Let's look at some other obituary uh, pages. Uh, In the United Kingdom, uh, 90 hits on died suddenly for 2022, 35 in the past month alone. Just uh, Just 21 in 2021. Just 23 in 2020. Finally, just 22 in 2019. In the past month, the UK obituaries thus show more died suddenly deaths than a regular year would. What about Ireland? We get 150 cases in 2022 so far, uh, 135 in 2021, 62 cases in 2020, 42 cases in 2019 for died unexpectedly. You see a similar pattern. What about died peacefully as a control? You get 288 cases this year, 273 from 2020, 283 from 2019. So they're all, they're pretty steady. Other terms that are also affected, six cases in 2022 for suddenly passed away, whereas other years get two hits or less. I get 127 for passed away unexpectedly in 2022. 136 for 2021. 80 for 2020, and just 43 for 2019. So there seems to be an epidemic of died suddenly, died unexpected, you know, um, it just, it raises my concerns even more. And after chatting with Dr. Malone about his book, um, and asking him whether that spike protein ever disappears, and hearing that, no, it, it doesn't seem to, or at least that the studies that they've seen, um, it seems to me to be a concern. 
not. I don't have any answers. I just have questions. Uh, let me see. Uh, John, back when I framed houses, we would use Sears Craftsman wood handled hammers. Going back to the Sears thing. Okay. Uh, really nice hammer. Waffle face. Okay. Yep. They made good tools. All right. 874-9390. Toll free. 800-529-5572. This, this is troubling to me. This, is, this, uh, this whole spike protein staying in the system uh, and the number of died suddenlies around the world. Uh, coinciding with uh, access to that vaccine. Uh, I'm guessing if it's been, you know, a long time since you've had it, you're probably going to make it. But I, uh, I've i decided, and I could regret this. I could be wrong. I could be so totally wrong on this, it's incredible. But I've decided that I'm not going to get any more vaccines, uh, mRNA vaccines. Uh, everybody gets a choice, and I've been arguing that from the get-go. My choice now is risk the uh, uh, the symptoms of COVID if I should get it. And they're and they're out there already. I don't. Know, did you see Drudge Report, Brian? They're they're talking about. Um, I don't go there anymore. I still uh, take a look at Citizens Free Press usually. Yeah, that's usually where I go too. But uh, I I try to look at everybody. And now they're they're implying that you know this is this is coming back and it's going to be worse than before. Yes, the fear mongering has started again. Yeah, uh, mask up. You you would think that they would learn their lesson from last time, but no, no, going to do this again. They're they're pushing it again. Uh, but I've decided I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to avoid you because you caught it and you you might give it to me. <laughs> But that's what they're that's what they're doing. They're pushing it again. Uh, do as you please. I I don't care if you uh, do or don't get the shot. It's your choice. Uh, but I think I'm going to stay away from it. Just don't trust it. I think uh, this virus is political because I just uh, went to drudge per your <laughs> request yes, in the first more, article. More Republicans have died of COVID than Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. It's weird. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so my choice is just uh, to risk it and not get the shot. Um, there's something about this died suddenly thing that uh, I find troubling. Uh, and 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 there there there's this verse thing you you may have read about it uh, where people report symptoms. That's not a dependable metric for whether or not the vaccine saved lives or if it's really got uh, these uh, s- side effects. They're just, hey, uh, somebody got the shot and then uh, somewhere down the road something happened to them. There's correlation but not causation. Uh, there are also studies out there that say, well, uh, more vaccinated people are dying of COVID than non-vaccinated but that only stands to reason because well, more people are vaccinated than not vaccinated. So, it, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But it is a concern. And, uh, and that's what uh, my choice is, is to, to not get it this time around. Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Doing great, sir. Uh, quick question. What does it mean when you say that the spike protein becomes DNA in cancer cells? Dr. Malone, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Um, I will play the audio 
um, for this, and then you, and you can listen uh, on the air, okay? okay? Uh, thank you, right. sir. Thank you, Steve. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Again, this is the guy that helped create the mRNA deal, the whole the whole thing. Here's what he had to say. Anybody that ha is, uh, has any credentials as a retrovirologist knows of this enzyme. The Nobel Prize was awarded to David Baltimore for it. Uh, and uh, Rudy Yanish showed very early in the outbreak that you could get this phenomena of reverse transcription of RNA into DNA. There's also another pathway for doing this, which has to do with formation of triple helix. So the RNA can kind of wrap itself around the DNA double helix or an open DNA single strand and influence uh, the replication of the DNA and cause that to then um, incorporate these sequences. The key question is, is it clinically relevant? Uh, does this happen often enough? to be associated with clinical disease. And if it does, the place you're most likely to find it is in oncology, in, in the uh, uh, development of cancers, tumor cells. And uh, that also has been long known. So any of these folks that deny that this could happen are not on solid scientific ground. And usually the ones that are making these statements have no uh, solid scientific training because anybody who does have knowledge in this area and training knows that this is a, a well understood and accepted phenomena. Again, what I emphasize is uh, that we need to recognize that just because something can happen doesn't mean that it does happen at a sufficient frequency uh, to cause clinical disease. The flip side is we can't rule out that it doesn't because the pharmaceutical industry did not do its job and the FDA did not insist on its doing its job and characterizing what's called genotoxicity, which is a standard set of assays that would be done uh, to rule out this kind of phenomena. And for some reason, the FDA elected to apply the vaccines checklist as opposed to the gene therapy checklist. And here we are um, still speculating about something that should have been well understood long before these products were administered to billions of humans. So it can, um, it, it, it is possible for mRNA to quickly turn into DNA in cancer cells. So it, it, none of this is is known and that's the problem um it, we're, everybody is speculating and, and we should have known before now uh before everybody took those shots uh todd welcome glad to have you on the gary nolan show how are you todd i'm doing well how are you gary i am well thank you so i actually called back uh whenever my uh my one of my uh my wife's uncles passed away from uh the uh, vaccine uh in Brookville, missouri and uh, he had a heart attack, and I think that they actually put him down as a heart attack uh, uh, instead of, you know, like saying that the vaccine is the one that did it. But um, the uh, this is I've been kind of looking into this, and uh, <clears throat> I'm a retired medical uh, 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 personnel from the military, and uh, I've been trying to actually get a hold of people uh, to uh, have them actually take my blood because I have a condition called Kale. It's K-E-L-L, -L, 
and it is a condition that allows uh well it doesn't allow anything i mean if my if i have any kids whatsoever my wife has to uh, create the antibodies and if she's not able to do that then it'll cause the baby to be anemic and it'll it eats away at, at those at those blood cells so you know the thing about it is there's yeah, you're right there's a lot of research that needs to be done uh you know out there and it, you know what if anybody can can uh, you know contribute to that then you know that'd be great but yeah that's uh it, this has been going on for a while man i said it from the very beginning that uh this vaccine was uh was bad and and yeah he he took the vaccine that afternoon he passed away of a heart attack yeah uh what we don't know is a correlation or causation and they need to yeah they need to really look at this uh and i've talked about my sister who was in seemingly good health i visited her about a year ago in december and right. in february she mysteriously had passed away sorry yeah. to hear that yeah that's that's you know, and the thing about it is, is, is with this, with this, uh, you know, it's K E L L. It's Kel. I'm Kel positive. I found out while I was in the military, and it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I think if somebody could actually, uh, you know, uh, maybe do a little research into that. You know, I've talked to doctors, and they said, oh yeah, they've already gotten, they've already done all the research on that, and blah blah blah. Well, I really don't think that they have. To tell you the truth. So whoever it is out there that's doing the research and stuff, I mean, I'm more than welcome to, to you know, talk to them about what I got going on and get what my blood. What would be the advantage of using your? your kill infected blood well it's not it's not actually infected i'm actually kill positive and what happens is is that if if i had i've already had seven children so i don't worry about that anymore but the thing about it is it gets it, it's it's something that causes the baby to become anemic and you know if i if 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 for some odd reason and like i said i'm not a i'm not a you know lab you know, I'm not a lab guy or anything like that, but, uh, you know, if somebody, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just a matter of, you know, a, a different, uh, what do you call it? Precursors. Like, you know, I have kale and, and, you know, I'm O positive. Oh, so and you maybe, just want to you know, find out if there's an effect that, uh, that uh, your type blood might have. All right, I understand. All right, Todd. It might, that it might be able to help out, you know, and, and maybe attack, you know, attack the coronavirus for that matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. Maybe, my, maybe they, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, there's only 10% of the, per, I think there's only 10% of the people in the, United, in, the, in the world that actually have kale. All right. Todd, I got to run. I'm, I'm running late. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Back with your calls on the Zimmer Radio Network. Talking about uh, the mRNA vaccines and Dr. Robert Malone. And uh, I got a couple of messages, and then I'm going to go to the phones. Uh, first one is from Travis. Just for your information, I just Googled Dr. Malone. Everything says it's all misinformation. And he's lying about him having anything to do uh, with the mRNA. Well, that's not what others are saying. It's the web. I can. I know you could trust them. <laughs> yeah, Google and and uh, Twitter and Facebook. They they're really good resources. Uh, Ken says, Gary, I have only taken two shots of the Pfizer vaccine. However, on the second shot, thirteen hours later, my heart stopped. Only by extreme chance, I was already present in an ER and survived. No more COVID vaccines for me. Hmm. Uh, David is on the line. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing good, Gary. How about you? I do am well, thank you. Uh, well, just just a quick thing. Um, I was listening to the mRNA and how it has to do with the oncology and cancer. Uh, my wife had a, excuse me, a mammogram in 2020, late 2020. Nothing there. 
she went 2021 without getting a mammogram, but she got uh, the two COVID shots and the booster. July of this year, she came down with a fast-growing breast cancer that had already spread to her lymph node. Coincidence? I don't know. If you say anything to the doctors, they think you're a conspiracy theorist and a nut. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. The lymph nodes, how much, what percent positive? Do you know? What's that now? The lymph nodes, are they 100% positive, 50% positive? Just one lymph node under her arm. Oh, she's, got a, one, she, she's got a good chance she's going to be fine. Yes, yes, she does. I just thought it kind of a coincidence that, you know, all of a sudden within no no longer time frame than that, then all of a sudden she's got cancer after having the COVID shots, like I say. Yeah, I, but, I, I, but there's I, no history of breast cancer in her fa- or any cancer in her family. Yeah, I'm always concerned uh, about correlation and causation. Uh, right. That doesn't mean it's what you're saying isn't correlated, uh, isn't ca- rather that there isn't causation. But you, you really, somebody needs to be doing a lot more studying uh, to exactly. find out about this. Yeah, that's, I just, you know, I'm not saying there is or there's not. It just seems like a pretty good coincidence, and I just thought I'd pass it along. All right. David, thank you, and I wish your wife the best of luck. Well, thank you very much. You have a good day. You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's just, it, it needs to be investigated. Uh, there are just too many unanswered questions. Brian wanted me to help him um, understand some audio, uh, and I am the great translator. Uh, you you play something for me, and I will tell you what they're saying. Fantastic, because uh, I've been listen, listening to this for a couple of days now, and uh, I uh, you really you've confusing. come to the translation god. All right, oh, uh, you play it. I will give you the answer. Absolutely, right. go ahead. Here we go. All right. Hello, I'm not Magpie. I'm Tal, but I can explain. So Magpie's pronoun set is it, bug, dirt, they, right? It and they are used normally. So its name is Magpie, the sweater belongs to it, and it was going by itself. And then their name is Magpie, this belongs to them, they were going by themselves. For bug it would be bug's name is Magpie, the sweater belongs to bug, bug was going by bug's self. And then for dirt it would be dirt is Magpie, the sweater belongs to dirt, dirt was going by dirt's self. You can use these interchangeably in a sentence, you can use just one of them, or you can use different ones at different times. Hope this helps. But it didn't help. I'm, I'm like, lost. And so, bring on the amazing Gary Nolan to translate what she just said. Huh? <laughs> Wait. This the ama- is this the amazing Gary Nolan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I think you played it too fast. I, is that I it? Think, yeah, can we play it one more time? Do we have time? Yeah, we do have time. All right, let me, let me hear it one more time. Hello, I'm not Magpie, I'm Tal, but I can explain. So Magpie's pronoun set is it, bug, dirt, they, right? It and they are used normally. So its name is Magpie, the sweater belongs to it, and it was going by itself. And then their name is Magpie, this belongs to them, they were going by themselves. For bug it would be bug's name is Magpie, the sweater belongs to bug, bug was going by bug's self. And then for dirt it would be dirt is Magpie, the sweater belongs to dirt, dirt was going by dirt's self. You can use these interchangeably in a sentence. You can use just one of them, or you can use different ones at different times. Hope this helps. Oh, absolutely. It bugs my uh, necessary <laughs> sweater and what uh, it goes by itself. Ah, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense still. Uh, I just translated it for you. I can't help <laughs> it if you didn't understand it. 
Tell you what, you keep thinking about it, and if you come up with a better translation, you be sure and let me know, okay? All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Columbia is still making simple things complicated. David Stokes over at Show Me. That's next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's, it's 1135. Um, Brian asked me to translate for him. I gave him a translation. He didn't understand it. I don't uh, accept your translation this time. Usually you're pretty good at it, but oh, that was, today I you nailed failed. It. You failed I, big time, buddy. I No, I nailed it. I, <laughs> I absolutely nailed it. The sweater and the roach. and the, the whole. I mean, I got the whole thing. Uh, but apparently uh, Ben wants to take a shot at it. At least I think so. Uh, so I'll, I'll get Ben on here. And then I'll talk about this piece about Columbia uh, from the uh, Show Me Institute. Ben, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Glad to be on, Gary. Actually, I I don't think I could do it, but I know somebody that could, and we need to hear from Gary the Liberal. He could give us <laughs> the true definition of that. If, if you I... can find some time to like squeeze him in, I think he could solve all of our issues on this. I I don't, I don't even know if, <laughs> if he could get through this because uh, it. <laughs> It really, did, I mean, did you listen to this? What the hell was she saying? I, I did, there was nothing you could hang your hat on and go, oh, I see what that is. Uh, she, she lost me at Magpie, so I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what the hell does Magpie have to do with The only pie I'm concerned with is the kind that I can put a fork into and eat. So, yeah. outside of that... <laughs> What's your favorite type of pie? What's your favorite pie? Uh... Strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry rhubarb. With a pecan pie, like a 1A. I, I like... <laughs> you're, you're grading them down the line. <laughs> French line, silk. 1B. <laughs> French silk, number one. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, I, uh, any pie that starts with P? <laughs> well, just, just remember, pie are... Uh, pie are round, cake are squared. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Glad to have you on the Gary Thanks. Nolan Show. What's your favorite pie, Brian? I'll have to go with magpie, you know. Um, magpie. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, cherry pie. Yeah. Cherry pie. Like cherry cobbler type, you know, with a nice uh, crunchy, what do they call that? Uh, crunchy crust. Not the graham cracker? Yeah, well, you know, a cherry cobbler type pie. Yeah, I'm... I like almost any pie. I mean, the fruit pies, uh, strawberry, cherry, um, apple, banana cream. Good God, we've got... Is there a Baker's Square in town? Is there? I think there is, yeah. Peggy I'm Jean's. Getting, huh? Peggy Jean's Pies. Oh, that's where I got to go. I'm, now I'm, I'm like craving pie. Uh, but, but I think a French silk pie is the ultimate pie for me. You, If you put a, a French silk pie down in front of me and a fork, you might as well uh, just go home uh, and, and buy another pie because I'm going to consume the whole thing. I love French silk. I'm a chocoholic. Just love chocolate. How did I get on this? It's his fault. There's magpie. That's what, <laughs> that's that's what did what that. that. Uh David Stokes, who I think is going to be on the program tomorrow. God, tomorrow's already Think Tank Thursday. Wow. Uh, David Stokes has a, a piece at the Show Me Institute, Columbia, still making simple things complicated. 
He writes, Columbia City government is taking additional steps toward finally solving a problem of its own making. After rescinding the city's absurd ban, yes, it really was a ban, on trash roll carts, the horror, he writes, a roll cart. Uh, the council is now considering getting rid of the equally ridiculous requirement that residents only use city-approved trash bags with a city logo on them. Requiring the logo uh, prevents you from simply buying trash bags uh, when uh, at the store like everyone else in America does. Yes, I get that certain stores sold the special bags, but I mean, you know, any store. We're talking trash bags here, not Rembrandt's. If Columbia gets rid of the special logo-only trash bag rule, I can't believe I just typed that phrase, he writes, Columbia will be well prepared to do an amazing thing, to collect trash just like most other cities in Missouri do, by having people put the roll cart out on the street once a week and go pick the trash up. It really is that simple. Recycling rules, weight limits on bags, the special days and fees for more oversized trash can uh, can still apply. Uh, it, it, it's, it's so silly. We've been at this for four years. Four years. It's trash. People pick up every city in America has a way of picking up trash. How can Columbia, dominated by leftists, not come up with an answer here? If Columbia gets rid of the special logos-only trash bag rule, I can't believe I just typed that phrase, Columbia will be well prepared to do an amazing thing, to collect trash just like most other cities in Missouri's do, by having people put the roll cart out on the street once a week. Go back and pick the trash up. Really that simple. Recycling rules, weight limits on bags, special days and fees for more oversized trash can still apply. But watching Columbia make an overly complex mess of its trash system has been painful the last few years. Sure, it's been a beautiful topic for think tank pundits like me and radio talk show hosts. That doesn't mean it's good for everyone. Did you click radio talk show host? I'm afraid to. No. Just oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, no, yes. <laughs> he linked you. He linked me. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, we can't get away from the top. There is, uh, in radio, uh, all, almost all radio stations do this. They... They hire somebody from the outside, uh, a consultant, and uh, they give you advice and tips and things that they want you to do, or, and, and, and it's, it's always worthwhile listening to. And uh, the consultant for uh, our station, every time he talks about a topic in Columbia, do you know what he brings up, Brian? Roll carts. Roll carts. Because it's the topic that never goes away. For God's sakes, it's trash, Columbia. <laughs> Pick it it's up. such a complex issue, you know. Yes. You'd think it was something new. I mean, new. once they do away with trash bags, you don't have to worry about it because you're out of the city. But I don't know how I'm going to go to the store now and decide which trash bag <laughs> is right for me. You're too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the city had to tell you and put a logo on it. 
I can go into any uh, grocery store and pick up trash bags, and when they're full, I put them in the roll cart. And at the you end can't of the do week, that by yourself? Yeah, on, well, I, as long as I'm not carrying a microwave. I thought Gwen did it anyway. <laughs> well, generally, now that you mention it, you've kind of ruined that secret for me. But yeah, Gwen does it. It's not that complicated. How could it be a four-year topic? How inept can the city possibly be that picking up trash every week is a problem? It's, it's hard to understand. I tell you what the problem is, because half of the city thinks that the roll carts will be a bigger nuisance than the garbage bags themselves. They think that they will be left out curbside and they'll be left out there after trash day and the city is going to look horrible i mean how that's do, what i hear how do all those cities across the country literally thousands of cities that have roll carts how in the hell do they handle it i assume that uh, if people leave their roll carts out at curbside past a certain date their city are, probably has to deal with it and some levy some fine for people that you know, our nuisance roll carters or whatever. Nuisance you want. roll carters. Yeah, you, it, you can't believe you have to even talk about this. It's such a simple thing. By the way, Chris sent me a message about the pies, Brian. He only yeah. likes two types, hot and cold. <laughs> Narrowed that right down. Yeah. Do you ever put cheese on an apple pie? No. You know there are people who do that? Yeah, that just doesn't seem to go together. Doesn't sound like it would work. Not for me. Anyway. All right. We have to take a break, but then we're going to come back and uh, wrap it up. I'll be uh, curious to see what Randy thinks about this uh, mRNA thing that we just talked about uh, and whether or not he's, you know, concerned about that spike protein. I guess you'll have to wait until uh, 4 o'clock to find out what he has to say. Listening to the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.50. Glad to have you with us. Glenn Beck coming up. Sean Hannity after that. Then Randy Tobler uh, is going to be on board. Don't forget waking up tomorrow morning with Brandon Rathard and crew. It's informative. It's entertaining. And it's fun. Uh, in the meantime, this uh, cryptocurrency thing. And, and Brian, you and I have tried to understand it. Yep. Uh the only thing I, I think I understand about cryptocurrency is that there's just a limited number of coins, if they're even really coins, uh, that are made. Ergo, they, you know, they, they can be worth money. I don't know how, because <laughs> I don't think you actually get a coin. No it just sounds like a big gamble to me, and I, I, I understand that even when you purchase stocks and stuff like that, even that's a gamble, but this seems like it's... <laughs> but, but when you purchase stock, you know you're buying a portion of a company, right. a corporation. I got that. And, and the stock this, could completely fall, the company could go out of business, and you lose most of your what you invested. I get that. Yeah. But with Bitcoin or any other uh, these cryptocurrencies, you have nothing... <laughs> You know, yeah, you got nothing. You, I just I don't understand that. You don't own a share of the company. Oh no, you have. Uh, you're in the blockchain. You, yeah, like well, um, okay. <laughs> I mean, but you don't own a share of a company. You don't own a piece of rare metal. 
uh, gold or silver. You you don't have anything except this digital currency. Digital means it's just it exists only on the web. It's not real. And people have tried to explain it to me, and I know they've. It, you were on the air with me uh, at least a couple of times, and I'm. It, it, I'm, I'm just totally baffled by this, and it could be just an age thing. Maybe you got to be in your twenties and thirties yeah. to understand it. But I could see no value in it, and I was really, really tempted about I don't know six, eight months ago to buy some just to, you know, to try it. I'm, I, you know, I'd heard about all these people who bought a little bit of it when it started, and suddenly they're worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I thought, well, maybe. Maybe I should do that. Now I'm reading all these stories about all these cryptocurrencies going belly up and the places that trade them going belly up. Or do you, what do you make of this dude that uh, lost billions of dollars in the crypto market and now he's under federal investigation and has nothing left? I mean, can you? How do you sleep at night? Is this the, you're talking about the guy who now wants? People to give him a, a couple of billion yes, dollars. He's to, looking for investors now for, to start it again. <laughs> Good God, these people are crazy. A third crypto boss dies after Russian billionaire's helicopter crashes. Uh, the Russian billionaire has become the third top cryptocurrency trader to die suddenly in recent weeks. Uh, his name is Taryn. He was 53, co founder of a trading and investing platform called Libertex. Died in his helicopter, uh, died when his helicopter mysteriously crashed in a resort town near Monaco. They're dropping like flies. These people are, are dying. They're, they're, they're going bankrupt. I honestly don't understand it. I'm, I, I am now in retrospect glad that I didn't put any money into cryptocurrency. Is Bitcoin... Bitcoin itself hasn't gone under, has it? It's just Not plummeted in value? No. Uh -uh. Maybe somebody knows. I don't, I don't know. I, it, it just never struck me as being real. And what about those people buying tokens? Uh, or, you know, like uh, the, that invisible piece of art? Do you remember that? I do, yes. It was a sculpture that you couldn't see or feel. And somebody bought it. <laughs> and for a lot of money. What? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it seems just weird. Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm all right. I don't know about you. The first thing I think of when they say the hel helicopter crashed mysteriously at a resort near Monaco, I'm thinking Bond had something to do with this, you know, yes. James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where all his action was always happening. Uh, this whole crypto deal, all I can think of is, yeah, it looked like a shaky deal. It's more shaky than it used to be, and that's exactly why the Federal Reserve is wanting to get into it. <laughs> you know, we're talking about a United States Bitcoin or something. I'm thinking, yeah, it's really dumb. Or you say dumber than stupid, and that's why we're going to do it. Yeah, uh, well, I think Good the federal government that. wants to do it because they can uh, trace they everything. Yeah, they trace everything. They can seize anything. Of course, yes, that's exactly it. I, I, somebody put out a, a neat meme or a list that said, you know, if you go to this digital currency, here's what it's going to mean. And I mean, it went down the list. No more working for cash, no more garage sales, no more flea markets, no nothing. 
because people are not going to go out there and have some sort of gadget to take your digital money and all they're always in cash businesses. It's going to wipe out a lot of stuff and uh, it's going to make life hard on you. There are places, there are retail places that will take Bitcoin. Uh, and I'm not even sure how that works. Do you have a special register? Do you have to go to the computer and punch in numbers? Yeah, well, the only good news is Bitcoin, at least you you have some sort of government disconnect. But when you go digital, it's just we can make all we want. That's what spooks me. Well, isn't that what digital? Isn't that what Bitcoin is? Digital. Well, I like say at least there's a limited amount. When you let the Fed have it, you know as well as I do, they can make oh, those yeah, digital things faster than you can count. Yeah, them. <laughs> yeah they'll be printing them out. Yeah, they, yeah. you're right. They'll have a computer uh, just spinning out the numbers. All right, Chris. Thank you. Yep. Glad right. to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. I, I I honestly don't know uh, what uh, we used to get callers who would tell us. Oh, Gary, it's it's a good investment or. Here's all you have to do. And I'm wondering where they're at right now. Are, are, are they still invested in Bitcoin and digital coins? Or are they sort of abandoned that? Uh, that it, it just struck me as something made out of whole clothes. It's like the emperor has no clothes. They probably would say something along the lines of like, well, stocks go up and down too. You just got to have to wait this thing out and it'll be back. Yeah, what I don't know is if uh, the trading platforms are gone or if it's the the coinage itself. Uh, if the trading platform collapses, does that destroy the value of the Bitcoin? I don't know. I, that's how little we understand of it. That's how little we understand it. Um, and, and again, I don't know if it's because we're just, you know, in our 40s instead of in our 20s or maybe our 50s and... and uh, Maybe our, yeah, every our, time we have somebody to come on to explain it to us, they sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. And <laughs> yes. we get absolutely wah, 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 nothing wah, wah. out of it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just glad I didn't buy into it. Uh, listen, tomorrow, I am pleased to tell you, is Think Tank Thursday. Uh, we are not going to have Jim Babka. He is not going to make it. I had a friend of mine tell me that Babka is the one guy uh, on Think Tank Thursday that he likes listening to the most. Did you send him a non-appearance fee uh, bill? I did, and, good, good. Uh, and it isn't, uh, you don't get any of it. I don't? No. I used to. Yeah, I know, but that's, I'm taking it over because <laughs> I never get a share of any of the stuff. You know, when these people don't uh, listen to the show all day and, right. you, and you, you hit them for a fine, uh, you never share it with me. Uh, okay. You're worse than the IRS, <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Anyway, uh, tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday. Kevin Jackson is going to be with us. Uh, I'll be curious to see what he thinks uh, about uh, what's going on in Georgia. You realize that uh, President Trump has been sort of invited not to go to Georgia for the race? Hmm. Interesting. We'll kick that around. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. I am coming home.